This episode of the Hubcast is brought to you by Impact Live. We're not biased or anything, but it's probably going to be the most dope digital sales and marketing event of the year. Learn more at impactbnd.com slash live. And welcome back. Welcome back. It's the cast with your peeps, the Duff Meister, the Dufferama, Duff Daddy of them all. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they call me. Yo, it's Karina Marcus. And, you know, Duffy, we got us... um, got a few things to talk about here today one of the things that that uh i think is interesting that's going on with uh inbound later on this year is they are actually doing a fireside chat with marketo's co-founder phil fernandez yes so kip dog from hubspot and and uh Phil Fernandez are going to be uh, are going to be doing this fireside chat. It's almost like it's almost like um, welcoming the enemy. Of course, it's not really the enemy, but it is the enemy in the sense that they are competitors. Mm-hmm. And I would say though, at this point, that Pardot is much more of a competitor than Marketo. Yeah, uh, because of the fact that since Salesforce's acquisition a Pardot. They've made it, um, they have a lot of deals where they throw it in there. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I think it's become a, a much bigger player than certainly it ever was before. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think it's evolved the same way uh, Pardot. I don't think it's evolved as others because, you know, when you're just one of a one of 50 things that Salesforce is trying to do, there's no way they can, it can get the attention it deserves. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In terms of focus, right? But anyway, this is, this is an interesting talk. So tell me, give me your thoughts on this. Cause you, you, you'd actually have brought it up as well as we've got another one that you're interested in as well. Yeah. Yeah. This was one that I hadn't seen up until a few days ago. And it was like a little bit of like a jaw drop moment for me of like, Whoa. Okay. <sighs> because I feel like we don't see like inbound is such a HubSpot branded conference in a lot of ways. Like it's very, it's anything that's product it's, it's HubSpot. There's not any, you know, anything else. So just to see somebody from one of their competitors, like on a main stage was, I was like, this is going to be awesome. Um, But this is a fireside chat with Marketo's co-founder, Phil Fernandez and HubSpot CMO, Kip Bodner, um, they're talking marketing then and now. So marketing when HubSpot and Marketo started in the last kind of 10 to 20 years, and then marketing now and how that's changed. I think it's just going to be awesome. I don't think they're going to be talking a lot about their own products. Uh, I think they're more going to be talking about kind of marketing strategies and how they've experienced that in working very closely with their different products. So I think it could be really, really cool. Um, obviously there's gotta be some relationship there for them to do something like this, but yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It was one of those things where I saw it and I was like, Oh, Marketo and HubSpot on the same stage together. Mm -hmm. You see. Yeah. So I think that's going to be super interesting. Definitely something like, how could you not want to go to this? Like maybe, maybe it'll just be a total, 
like fist fight, maybe they'll start duking it out. Well, I don't actually. Well, I'm not interested in going unless they, unless they are plan on disagreeing on a few things. Yeah, for sure. I I just don't really like conversation where it was like, yeah, that's a really good point. Here's what else I think. I'm I'm not, I'm not really into that. Yeah. Yeah, I hope there is a little bit of a little bit of jabbing going on there. So we'll see. Yeah. And then the other one that I'm excited about is uh, one called Powerful Products: Why Small Businesses Can Out Innovate Their Biggest Competitors. So this is Jules Pieri. She is the co-founder and CEO at the Gromit. Which, if you don't know, do you know what the Gromit is, Marcus? I. I feel like it's a, it's a one of those like e-commerce millennial sites that just has really interesting products on it all Mm -hmm. kinds of different products, like very kind of gift based. Like you'd go on there if you're looking for an interesting gift for your significant other, your sibling or something like that. Um, But one, why I'm excited about this is because there's small business in the title. And we've been talking about how inbound has been not geared towards small businesses. And so I think that this is going to be a really cool uh, perspective that Jules has because she is working like part of what the grommet does is it's working with a whole bunch of different small businesses who create these products and then it's promoting their products online. Um, so talking about wh- how and why small businesses can out innovate bigger competitors with their products. I think it's just going to be super cool and an awesome, an awesome session for the SMBs um, of the, of the world, of the inbound world. So the audience is people with an idea for a new product or service, but maybe don't know where to get started or entrepreneurs and innovating professionals who are growing small businesses. I'm excited for that one. And I like the grommet. So. It's the grommet. Cool. Good deal. So let's move on to our report on this section. You've been discussing different, um, metrics and different things that we should be reporting on Duff and this week you've got when your sales reps don't update their close dates can drive somebody crazy tell us about it yes so this is less of a specific report and more of an issue that sometimes comes up in a way that you can maybe mitigate it so you know I'm not gonna say anything specific about sales reps I won't stereotype them but sometimes businesses can have a hard time getting their sales reps to update data. So if they're moving deals, maybe they create a deal and they think it's going to close at the end of the month and then it closes 15 days later and they never change the close date when they actually close the deal, things like that. You can have HomeSpot prompt people to update this data as they're going, but they may or may not do it. And so the issue that sometimes comes up is you create some closed one reports where you're looking at all your deals who are that have been moved to closed one and you're using the date property close date to basically see over time when deals have closed and, and when you've actually generated revenue. If you've created those reports and they look off, like you know that that's not right or based on your invoicing software or things like that, things are just not lining up this could be the issue of maybe it's sales reps not updating their close date, or I've actually seen people who use close date kind of differently than when a deal actually moves into closed one, if that makes sense. So maybe the close date is actually when something gets delivered or, or things like that. 
And so either way, whether or not it's, it's a lack of complete adoption or you're actually just using it for something else, there is a way to actually just see when deals moved into your closed one stage. And if you're a faithful listener, it was probably close to a year ago that we were talking about our hidden reporting properties, these hidden sales reporting properties, like entered stage date. This is what I'm talking about. So when you're pulling a report, you can, rather than pulling the close date as your date property, pull the entered stage date for closed one. And then you're going to get a much more accurate view of when your deals actually move to closed one rather than whatever your reps put in as the closed date. So again, if you're having issues with your closed one reports and them kind of looking off, this is a great, a great way to mitigate that. And it's just going to show you exactly when deals moved into the closed one deal stage now. The only problem with that is if your reps aren't keeping their deal board up to date and moving their deals to close one when they're supposed to, that's a whole other thing. We won't talk about that right now, but this is a nice way to really get accurate reporting. Um, and it can actually also show you, especially if you're doing it day by day, you could even see when reps, like if reps are doing batch updates to their deals, you could be like, oh, all of these deals moved into closed one on one day. And I know that they didn't all close on the same day. So you could even use those properties to get in there and see how your reps are using the tools. So a little bit of a little bit of hacking there to get Hack. more accurate reporting on your closed one stuff. I love Hack the it. entered stage date. It's, it's really nice. Hack it. Hack it, Hack it, folks. Do it. So I'm going to talk about something for a minute. This is the what's on Marcus's mind section. I uh, had a brand, actually a decently well-known brand within their space, uh, contact me last year and um, spoke at their event. So I spoke at their event and just gave them some pointers with video. And... Make a long story short, Duff, they, that was the extent of their assistance that they got. And so recently contacted me and said, hey, Marcus, will you check out our stuff? And if I had to grade it out on a scale of one to 10, 10 being highest, in terms of all the videos that they've done over the last year, I'd give them about a four, a four. This question is why, Duff, right? Mm -hmm. And I see this mistake I see all the time. You see, when companies oftentimes, when they start to do video, unlike, let's say, reading an article that you can read and say, that is good, that is accurate, that is not good. It's harder for, let's say, somebody that's the head of marketing or the head of sales to say a video is good or bad, mm. especially in terms of giving specific feedback to it. Problem is this company's YouTube page isn't right. They're not using the right structure with their educational videos at all. They don't understand branding elements to it. They've got some good um, fun videos, but they don't have like come close to tapping educational videos. I can see that there's not a clear definitive um, editorial calendar. There's not a clear definitive strategy. And I don't think that there's a full-time videographer that's really dedicating his or her time to this. Uh, 
in an appropriate manner. And so because of that, uh, well, here we are a year later, four out of 10. This is so stinking common stuff. Mm -hmm. Unless you get the right training. And this is this this might sound like a part where, oh, well, Marcus, you're just saying that because this is what you all do at Impact. Well, this is why we do it at Impact. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a big stinking problem. It's a big problem. You see companies waste a year of time when there's no reason they couldn't be an eight or a nine out of 10 right now. But it's this whole, we'll wing it. We got this figured. No, you don't have it figured out. You don't have it figured out. And when you, when you try to reinvent the wheel, it goes slower. It's clunky. And this is what's going on. This is why we are obsessive about teaching video mm. and helping it become a culture in-house. Last thing I'll say about this stuff, and then I want your thoughts. I have to stress one more time for everybody that's listening, for the love of all that is pure and holy, just because somebody understands how to produce a video doesn't mean they understand how to produce sales and marketing visual content. It is a different game. And people that can create a documentary, generally speaking, don't understand psychology and sales and marketing like sales and marketers do. And this is where you've got to fill in your gaps somehow. And so, listen, I'm going to make an uh, offer to our listeners. This is an on-the-spot, not-in-the-notes offer, but it's on my mind. So I'm going to mention it, okay? If you listen to this and you're wondering yourself, okay, so Marcus just graded out this company of 4 out of 10. What would he grade us out? Email me, msheridan at impactbnd.com, okay? Ooh. All right, email me at msheridan, that's M as in Marcus, Sheridan as in my last name, at impactbravonancydavid.com and say, yo, Marcus, this is our YouTube page. Give me the link. And I will send you back a number with probably a couple sentences that says, why? It's that number. Okay. <laughs> Negative three, right? <laughs> but you got it. But, but I'm not telling you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why if you give me one million dollars. You know what's funny too, Duff, is when some yeah, one million. No, 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 one billion. Uh, what's <laughs> funny about this is when when people know that they're going to get a grade, then they start to get really honest with themselves and they're like, oh, I already know it's probably going to be a three or four or whatever, whatever that whatever that yeah. number is. Um, feel free to email me this, folks. I'm serious about this. Um, it's free advice. And I'm happy to give it to you. I'm sure impactbnd.com. That's on my mind. What say you, Duff? That's what we at Impact call free chicken. <laughs> I love it. I'm and it's one of those things where I like I need it. I need the training for the videos that I'm doing. Like none of none of us are immune to like hearing about something, being like, oh yeah, I'm bought in. We gotta do video, we gotta do this stuff. And then getting in there and not having accountability, not having people to help us. Um, you know, some organizations have have that those capabilities in-house, but a lot don't. And so, you know, the idea of just training is for me a lot of that accountability. Like I've had Zachy B train me. I have meetings with him where he looks at our YouTube channel and says, 
no, you got to do this. You're not doing this. This is wrong. Like I need that too. We're not, none of us are immune to that. Um, but having, and having sort of that third party objective observer who isn't within your company, you know, the, the feedback that you'll get from within your company about, is this a quote unquote good video or not is going to be completely different than the feedback that you get from somebody that works in video marketing and sales. That's right. Um, so, you know, and there's, there is communities, there's film school for marketers, communities of people that, that come together and do that too. Um, where if you're really serious about it, there's resources out there for you um, to, to get after it. That's right. That's right. People. So let's move on to our amazing sponsor of this episode, which is Impact Freaking Live. That's right. That's our event, and it's your event. When I say our, our is in the Hubcast community. It's the only event that you're going to go to that's going to do the following. And, and Duffy, you're probably going to see a couple things, but I'm, I'm serious about this. Um, by the way, it's August 6th and 7th. Okay, folks, so we're getting really close. So why is this relative to you? How many events are you gonna to go to that only focus on sales and marketing, business stuff, no fluff? Uh, now granted, there's a time and a place for like, I don't know, uh, TED style talks, Prove the World talks. It's not Impact Live. Impact Live, every single talk is gonna be about how to improve your business, period. It's a beautiful thing. Also, it was designed to take you on a journey so that you have a definitive roadmap as to how to elevate your digital sales and marketing prowess, your success. We've got, I think, eight or nine companies that are going to be sharing their case studies. These are world-class like case studies, how they did it. And in them, you will see yourself. You will see your company, which is really, really cool. Mm. And... When you, when you look at an event like this, you say to yourself, well, am I going to have any takeaways? Because obviously you're going to go there. We're going to laugh. We're going to have fun. You're going to feel good. You're going to network. You're going to meet people. That's, that's all nice. It's all nice. But let's be honest. That doesn't pay the bills. What pays the bills? That you have takeaways that you can apply to your business, like literally the day you get back. And if you bring your entire team, the beauty behind that is you're all going to be on the same page. It was designed for teams. And this is the one event this year. I'm going to be very frank. And I'm happy to, to say, am I biased? Well, yeah, I'm biased because I designed this thing along with Bob and the rest of the team and Impact in terms of what does everybody really, really need to hear? And what's a waste of your time if you really want to grow your business, your sales, and your marketing right now? Mm. That's what Impact Live is about. Duff, what say you? I am super excited, especially what you said with the, the case studies, because these are, these are case studies that aren't just going to be, oh, yeah, we, we did content marketing, and we, you know, we did these great things, and we saw these great results. Like, it's going to be specific. Yep. You're going to see specifically what these people do. And a lot of these people like, it's a grind. You're going to see just the realness, not the 
like what you said, fluff of, oh, we basically just did content marketing and everything was great and happy. Like you're going to see the grind. You're going to see what it really takes. And I think you're going to get a lot of just cool inspiration from people that are in a lot of different industries that are doing things differently and that have experimented and explored a lot of different things. So I am, I'm super excited. It's August 6th and 7th. It's in Hartford. Tickets are on sale right now at impactbndboynancydog.com slash live. And I twisted some arms over on the Impact Live team to get us a Hubcast promo code. So the promo code is HUBCAST, all caps. You can get 15% off any ticket type. That's that just is Hubcastic right there. That is it. Do yes. it. Be there. And we thank Impact Live for just being freaking awesome. Okay. Yes. And so you may it, get to see me do a uh, stage dive a la <laughs> Dirty Dancing. It happened in 2018. Will it happen in 2019? We don't know. We'll, see. we'll find out. Wishlist item this week. We at uh, Ramona, our, uh, our, our content manager at Impact, is upset. And she's upset because the create a draft option on the HubSpot calendar was for some reason sacked. And so Duffy, tell us about it. Yes, you may be thinking what HubSpot calendar and this may be why they got rid of this functionality, but HubSpot does have a calendar tool and it's specifically for content calendars and social media. So it helps you um, be able to see when you're publishing things, if things are scheduled or you're previously published, um, you can see it in a calendar view. It's under marketing, under planning and strategy in your HubSpot portal. But Impact actually uses this tool very heavily and we've been using it for a long time. And Ramona, who is our resident content queen, uses it extensively um, to manage the publishing of over 60 people at Impact who are all contributing content. And recently she noticed that we can no longer add a draft when creating a blog task. So you can create tasks. These live separately from the tasks tool. You can create calendar tasks in the calendar tool um, and assign them to people. And typically you can create a blog draft at the same time, which then you can input the title and the campaign and the author and make sure that's all set up so that the people that are then writing and putting the blogs in there don't have to worry about that stuff. And the content managers can make sure that it's all set up ahead of time. Um, so Ramona is a little frustrated. This is what she said. She said, I can't tell you how many times we've run into the issue of people staging their articles on the wrong blog or not attaching a campaign when drafting articles on their own. Bring back that little checkbox. It would help streamline our processes again if you're I don't using why they tool, do stuff like that that just doesn't make sense to me yeah get into the show notes impactbnd.com slash hubcast is episode 229 there's a link in there to go and vote it up help ramona out if nothing else it's like just because you're not using it doesn't mean it's not good but i so wonder you- i wonder marcus if they're going to depreciate this tool like if this is this is the start of like the keyword, <laughs> what happened with the keyword tool. That's my point. It's stupid. Right. I'll tell you why it's dumb. Okay. So let's say, um, uh, 
So let's say that you're using an elliptical, right? And you actually manufacture ellipticals. Let's just be, let's be hypothetical, Korea. You manufacture ellipticals. And then all of a sudden you, um, you find out that the people, after they buy the ellipticals, they stop using them after a certain point of time. Are you gonna stop selling ellipticals? No, it's not. This like punishes everybody else that needs to stay in shape here. You see what I'm saying? Is Just because that? somebody's not using it, that is to me the lamest excuse. Is it good or not? That's what I wanna know. Is it make, does it make somebody's life better or not? Like, why would you sack a feature yeah. that clearly helps people? I've never understood that about any SaaS company, HubSpot included. I'm just, I'm not railing on HubSpot right now. I'm railing on anybody that takes out great features to products just because for whatever stinking reason, one of which is, well, you know, every time, I t every time I've heard from HubSpot, they said, well, we don't. It's a, we have a low percentage of people that are using that. I'm like, but mm -hmm. it was good. Low percentage of people doing a lot of things in this world that is it's good. We shouldn't take it away. Yeah, I wonder if they if it's something that they had to make some updates to the blog tool. And so in order to keep that functionality, they would have had to sort of rebuild some things on that end. And because the tool is not used very often. But yeah, it's it's sad. Hashtag whatevs. Okay, so let's move on to, uh, we've got a couple of uh, updates and which is one really, which is editable Shopify deals. So for those Shopifiers out there, those uh, e-commerce -er errors out there, pay attention because this might matter to you. Yes. So up until this point, when Shopify deals are synced to HubSpot via the integration, you're not able to edit them this is because the e-commerce bridge is a one-way sync. So it's just Shopify pushing stuff into HubSpot, which means that Shopify is your ultimate source of truth for your e-com data. This setup blocks you from updating any deal information so that currently only the connected store is able to update deal data. So for any Shopify deals, you can't go in and, and change any of the, the deal record or the, the deal information. But starting June 18th, which is a few weeks from when this episode will air, you'll be able to edit and delete deals within HubSpot that are synced from your connected Shopify e-commerce store. So keep in mind, currently products and line items are still not available. So the products and line items sync back to HubSpot deals and you can't change those. But if you want to do things like add additional deal properties, that you're not able to put into Shopify, if you wanna track different things on deals, you can now, starting June 18th, go in there and do that, which is really nice. But keep in mind, the e-commerce bridge is, is still a one-way sync. So up, any updates you make in HubSpot aren't gonna sync back to the data that's in your Shopify store. So when changes happen in your connected store, they'll sync back and update the deal in HubSpot. So if you're changing anything, that is in Shopify, when Shopify syncs, it's gonna update that. But if you wanna put in some custom properties that don't live in Shopify, I think that's really the use case here um, to be able to go in there and update those things or potentially update things after they're closed one. Um, so if you're using Shopify, you can get in there. There's a link in the show notes as well to learn more, a little bit more detail about 
that update, that's a that's a really nice thing for people using the Shopify integration. There you go. Got you got the update and you got the latest on all things HubSpot, HubSpot Landia. We appreciate you listeners. And uh, hopefully if you enjoy the show, you share it with your fellow HubSpotters and inbound marketers. Yes. Hey, speaking of people who shared it with their fellow HubSpotters, uh, hashtag Orange Life, Devin from Digital Marketer hit us up on the Twitters last week and she will and probably maybe already has received a limited run hubcast mug so Mm. if you're trying to get your hands on one of those get over to the tweeters hit us up i'm at karina c-a-r-i-n-a g as in gabrielle duffy he is at the sales lion hit us up use the hashtag orange life tell us how you're living the orange life um if you work at home depot it's a double whammy you can use it for both Home Depot shopping and uh, hub spotting, but hey, we're just going to roll with it. So hit us up over there. We love to hear from you and we love when you tell your friends. We, 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 we love all that stuff. You know what? I think I'm going to close out this episode today, Duffy, just it. because I, it never happens. It never happens. And I'm fired up today. I hope you're fired up as well. And so, my friends, until the next time. Happy 